Hey, welcome to another mile post here on the V Twin Life. V Twin Life is brought to you by a few great companies. One being Crashing Clothing. You can find them out of Oregon. Great company specializing in clothes, doing work on bikes now. You can check them out at crashinclothing.com. They got a lot of great stuff. Hey, head on over there. Maybe they got something you like. And we can't forget Wild Ass. You like pounding miles, you like riding, you want to be in comfort. Hey, maybe strap a wild ass under your ass and ride with an air cushion and be comfortable for hours. And can't forget Custom Dynamics, leading the industry in lighting LED technology. Man, these guys got some great stuff. So head on over to Custom Dynamics and check it out. Now, let's get to another mile post of the V-Twin Life. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Sunday here in the V-Twin Life. Kicking back mile post. 95 fucking getting up there man this is a lot of fun tonight we got ray's motor life come to kick it hang out and share his adventure how he uh got into this wonderful community we all like and how he got into life on two wheels so what's going on ray what's happening my brother ah just another good night kicking back i hear you it's just uh up and down weather here in east tennessee so it's just been you know um a hit and a miss with all this. Uh, oh, I know. That's how it's been here today. Sunshine, snow, rain, sunshine, snow, and it just keeps repeating. Got, yeah, in one day. Yeah. I love it. Mother Nature is bipolar as all can be today. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was thinking earlier. It's a uh, it, it's a different kind of thing going on out here in, in, in our atmosphere. So, Looks like I got a lot of guys tuning in. You got Iowa Hog Rider, The Process. Evil Rick, Fat Glide, Corey, Springer Mike, Wrench Bender Nick, Fat Glide. Hey, thanks everybody for coming and hanging out on a, another Sunday evening, man. It means a lot. You guys come and hang out and enjoy the show. And it does. Appreciate all you guys for showing up to see me. <laughs> yeah. Again. <laughs> so, well, shoot, buddy. Where to? Where to start for you, man? Where Where motorcycles come into life? Okay. Um. Well, just a little brief thing about it. Um. I wasn't, I didn't start really until I was about 13. And uh, like I said, my first glimpse of a memory of, of motorcycling was uh, my father taking me and my brother out to this uh, this little old church out here in, in the country. And, and there was like this big field next to it. And I was probably eight years old, nine years old. And, and I seen like just a field full of motorcycles and probably 200 people. So it, it wasn't a rally. It was probably a meetup. And my dad, you know, rode back then and did some things like that. And that was my really first glimpse of motorcycling and what it, what, you know, what I know of what motorcycling was, you know? So, uh, but uh, when I was about 13, uh, I started getting into dirt bikes and uh, I rode them and kind of raced a little bit of uh, motocross. Not really nothing major or anything like that. I just, you know, would go and race on weekends and stuff like that and have fun. Um, and then as I got up into my, you know, late teens, early 20s, um, started getting into the street bike. I had me a 95 Kawasaki Ninja. Rode it for you know, a year and a half, two years. I knew it was, you know, it, it was just crazy. It was a lot of, you know, speed and stuff like that going on. So I decided to get rid of it. And, you know, having kids and things like that, uh, 
I don't know, just kind of like, you know, set it on the back burner for a while. And then um, and a buddy of mine, he's a truck driver. He uh, he had an old Harley, and it wasn't no chopper or nothing like that. It was 80-something, and uh, he would let me come and get it and ride out on the weekends and take it for the weekend. So I would go get it while he was gone trucking, and I would ride. So it kind of got me back into, you know, to that riding and stuff. Um, let's see. About six seven years ago um i'd got my first harley uh i bought a sportster uh 2008 nightster and uh i always loved that skinny little chopper frame you know kind of frame and stuff and and then after a while i, I wanted to really venture up to be, you know longer travels and and stuff like that and i realized i was just really too big for the bike and to to do anything like major riding so I started to invest in uh, something else, so I decided to go with the 2007 Ultra Classic. And I can tell you, ever since then, it's just, you know, it's been upgrading and trying to get it to my liking. And it's been so much more comfortable and, and riding. And I've actually been able to extend my, my riding distances and capabilities and getting on a bigger bike and stuff like that you know it's like you're in in some ways you're learning things all over going from you know different bike to a big you know bagger and stuff like that so uh, that's pretty much you know and then just kind of you know going to bike week in daytona and, and stuff like that and trying to hit some small events and rallies around us uh, around tennessee and and stuff like that getting back into the lifestyle was real easy because it was like it's always been there you know it's never been you know it never really went went away when i was having kids and raising kids i'm still raising kids but i mean it's still there so it's never never too far from the back of your mind when you're actually not riding you know so um we well, yeah, asked sportster to uh to an ultra that's a bit of a jump and uh, uh <laughs> yeah a learning curve, I guess you could say, when it comes to you know learning the uh, learning the handling and features. Is you're going from, you know, a little uh, something a lot smaller pounds, yeah, yeah, to, to nine hundred something. Yeah, it's a it's a big it's it's a big change, you know. And and I I'm a big guy, six three, two fifty. You know, I'm a pretty big dude, and uh, I knew I could handle it. I never rode a bagger before, so when I went and bought it and picked it up, I had like a three-and-a-half-hour ride home, four-hour ride. I didn't think nothing about it. I just, my wife took me. I bought it. She, you know, she just followed me home. I just jumped on it and, and jumped on the interstate and, you know, 80, 90 all the way home, and, and it was great, you know, and I've not looked back since. I've been riding it ever since, so. Um, That's I just, nice. Yeah, I, I, like I was saying earlier, yeah, I'd love to have a new one and all that, but as I sit in my situation, I'm okay with one I own. It's paid for. Uh, I can upgrade it. Yeah, I may not be able to have certain things that, you know, that, that they don't make for a, my year model, but I can still buy new stuff for it and do certain things for it to, to fit it to me and my liking and to, for my capabilities. So, um, Oh, there's all kinds of stuff that are available for him. It's just, you know, having the pocketbook to get everything that, that one wants to get on them. Yeah. 
Well, like I was, you know, saying something about the lighting. There's a couple of different companies that don't make that year model, but there's a couple that do. So I have to kind of source out what I can afford and what company actually makes certain things for that motorcycle. What year and was it? It's a 07. Ultra okay. Plastic. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, usually anything under a 2014, but, you know, you, there ain't but one or two little companies that make certain things for them, you know, so everyone's going so far with the new bikes. So, and that's the thing, of course, they want you to trade them in and they want you to, you know, upgrade your bikes, but not a lot of people can do that, you know, or maybe they just may not be in that situation at the time they can do that. So, and I'm not. So, what do you, so what do you just got a 96 in it? Yeah. It's got a 96 cubic inch. Um, I've got, uh, I was told last week the, the, the header pipes are, uh, aftermarket, they're not factory. So, uh, dual twin pipes, I do have slip ons. I do not have them on right now. I did have them on, but I don't, I am working on getting an aftermarket intake and a tuner to, since I do know that I do have the, uh, the pipes that need to be on there on there so and it's currently in the shop right now getting the ape hangers put on and um uh, as most people know from my post in my live streams uh i've put it in recently last week and the mechanic he called me yesterday and he was uh he was letting me know that uh, he would have been done with it by now, but the clutch just—he just had to tighten up the clutch cable that the the one he put on the new one. And but for some reason, the electrical that's going up to the housing on the right side of the handlebar, where the front brake is and stuff, either didn't reach or it, it's not reaching the housing. So he may have to order another uh, extension, which I told him to start with. You know, they're pretty big bars. He may wanted to order 18 inch extend you know extensions and cables but he didn't so it's not my fault <laughs> that should be on him in my opinion but you know whatever because i paid 600 bucks for those you know that set so uh but yeah well, it's never cheap especially you know when you're dealing with shops i mean it's yeah. a necessary evil for some but yeah it's definitely adds an expense yeah so and it's an investment it doesn't matter how old the bike is or how new it is anything that you're upgrading like that in my opinion is you know it's a pretty big investment because parts I mean, are like, cheap yeah and some people was talking the other night you know we were talking discussing things about you know luxury you know to certain people that's you know a motorcycle is a luxury to them you know they just buy it and ride 1500 miles to 2000 and they'll trade it in for a new one or this or that and to me it's not it's a luxury to a point but it's an everyday vehicle you know it's a vehicle my i bought it to ride as a you know to use as a vehicle so i i don't just ride on the weekends and uh i like to uh, more on the weekends because that's when more people can not you know they're not working and they can meet up and ride with you so but i do ride a lot through the week uh so um i just i think that uh once this bike gets done, the the bars and stuff like that, I'll be uh, I'll be on my next venture with it with the uh, the full you know stage one and stuff like that. So, so how, how long have you had it all together? Um, this ultra, yeah, um, four four years. Oh, okay. So, um, just taking my time, you know, and trying to you know get 
well, when you're raising kids and things and, you know, it's kind of, and it, some of you may know and some of you don't, uh, I, I've roofed for many years and, but I am retired now and disabled. So I draw a check, so I can't just, you know, go out and spend my whole check on a part, you know, or an upgrade when I have house stuff and kids and things that come out of it. So, um, So what's your main, I mean, with the ultra, I mean, of course, they're, you know, a touring bike or whatnot for the most part. You know, they're they're comfortable, made for long distances to get out and ride. And so, I mean, since you've had it, do you ever get the chance, you know, you get out and do any, some fun adventures on it or oh, just, yeah. you know, I, more uh, like day ripping or what? No, 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 no. I, I, I'll go to Georgia to my brothers. I'll ride, you know, I'll take off and ride up through East Tennessee. I've been in North Carolina. Um many times i'll go up through up into kentucky and and run up a big route like that or um i'll run it to uh over below nashville on the other side of nashville there's some places over there but yeah i, I bought it to venture out and to go further and to do more and and when i do go to like motorcycle events and things like that I, that's what i got the bigger bike for so i could just take off and go on that instead of having uh you know, to ride the Sportster or, or trailer it because I, when I went to Biketoberfest and stuff like that, I trailered the Sportster down and stuff like that. So when I do decide to go back, I'm probably going to go back this year to Biketoberfest. You know, I'm going to be riding it down there. I'm going to be, you know, I'm, I'm going to just pack the bag and pack the tour pack and everything like that and, and just take the bike. So, um, but yeah, I, I, there's, day, there's days around here where, you know, I'll take off for the weekend and go to Gatlinburg and ride and stay, you know for the weekend with it and stuff like that and ride up there and stuff like that and come back, you know, on Sunday, leave on Friday and come back on Sunday or whatever, you know, and, um, uh, no, I, I don't, there is, no, there is days I do like to do a day ride, you know, run over oh, to yeah. maybe run over to fall Creek falls, hour and a half away and, and, you know, ride with a couple of friends like that and, and have a good day like that and just, you know, have a good six to eight hour day. Uh, that's always good to do, you know, uh, but anytime I leave the house, I, I don't, I'm not really riding unless I'm going at least 200 miles or more. You know, I don't just get out and ride 30 miles and come home. I mean, I just, that's, I don't ride the grocery store and back, you know, I, I can't do I that. Do. Uh, I, I mean, admit that shit. I could do it. I mean, I, I'm just saying I could, but I just, I, you know, I, when I, I mean, like if I plan on riding, I'm not going, I'm the bike. I mean, yeah, if I just want to run the grocery store, that's cool, or the gas station, I don't care to do that. But what I'm saying is that, like, if I plan to say, hey, I'm going to go ride tomorrow, I'm not going to just ride 100 miles. I want to ride, you know, I want to make it a day or two. You know what I mean? I want to make it a good, a good two, 300, 400 miles, you know, and, uh, and have a good ride. So, and I ride solo a lot now. I, I admit that I do. Uh, there's times I've rode with, uh, a few people and there's times that i've you know we have a group over here in the next county over they do a little charity thing for the autism for the kids in the school over here and uh you know there's usually between 30 and 60 riders or so and uh i'll i'll go every year and it, i don't know it helps when you donate to them people and because the reason why that group i like doing that i don't do a lot of group rides but i have done a few is because I know where the money's going. They don't just hand the money to the school and because we all know that most schools just give the money to the athletic departments and stuff like that. These 
this this group that holds this ride they actually hand it to the teacher that teaches the autism kids so she can provide things for the kids that they may not get you know so uh that's why i like to get involved with that uh, so um and then this year me and uh Tweedledee, we've been talking about putting this event together for a few months uh in september um it's going to be a motorcycle meetup and uh gonna be around september 14th through the 17th now like i was saying earlier he's got a mmi school he's going to be going to or trying to get into it i don't think he has all the details yet so if anybody wants any information uh contact me on instagram <coughs> we're going to be uh you know it, we're going to be doing a bucket list ride but over to the back of the dragon and things like that and then i'm going to lead a ride over here through my area uh, and up through uh palmao which is where alvin c york world war one hero uh is from and lived and all that and through the big south fork national forest and some pretty views and all that and if you're not really comfortable riding in a group ride or anything like that we do have and i have access to the riding maps here in east tennessee i'll hand out and you know we can and people can go off and ride and find their and explore whatever they want to do you know and we're going to try to host that in harriman tennessee um uh, and that kind of gives it like midway between the dragon and in my area so uh like i said i've got some more information to get with tweedledee i gotta get with him and uh kind of work some things out because i don't know about every detail he's got going on with this school and this stuff and um so if anybody wants to know anything, they can either get a hold of Tweedledee or me and we'll let you know. Um, but so far, you know, we're, he's going to plan on coming back uh, that weekend if he is in school down there. So, but we all know a lot of things can happen from here to there and things like oh, that. Yeah. And it takes a lot to schedule anything because I can't get the damn hotels to give me a call to, to try to get group rates and stuff like that. They've, they're just slow process, you know, and it takes a lot. Well, to it takes a lot to put, you know, I mean, yeah. getting stuff together when a guy wants to do a event, it's, yeah. I mean, you, you can try to throw them together, but if you try to do it right, it, it takes, yeah, it takes some work and time and some elbow grease when you, you want to yeah. do something to. And that was one thing we wanted to do. We wanted to do it without any kind of company trying to back us or, or have any kind of company involved thinking it was their bin or anything like that. You know, we just, we wanted to do it ourselves and, and just, you know, if people are willing and want to, they can show up and, and stay in the hotel or there's campground, you know, and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, um, my plans are that in September. Let's see. May the 19th, we have Loretta Lynn's uh, Motorcycle uh, Music Revival, which is pretty cool. It's like a mini chopper show, kind of weekend camping, uh, flat track, you know, dirt racing, uh, trail riding. Uh, it's pretty neat guys. If you look it up, uh, I think that's May the 19th through the 21st, uh, or 22nd, something like that. That's another plan I have on, on my schedule this year. And then of course we have, uh, I'm really going to try to make it to smoke out over there. Uh, cause monkeys invited me to come over there this year and uh try to make which i don't think it's too far from me maybe six hours or something like that if that uh, so try to make it over there i i don't i don't think i've got any big event planned because the way i see it and the way i can do this is if i break my year up and say you know money wise also affordable 
I can do more in the year and have things going on through the year for me to do if I break it down to three or four different events instead of saying, like, if I go to Sturgis, I've got to save a ton of money, got to pay a lot of money to get out, you know, gas, all that, everything. You know, you got to have some money to go on something like that. If you're that far, if you're like me, you're this far away. So instead of doing a big rally event, I'm breaking it down to trying to do three or four small things around, you know, Tennessee and different areas here around, you know, the state and stuff like that. So, and then it gives me, like I said, throughout the year, I can break up and go May and then August or September. I'll have things to do throughout the year. And that way, you know, my whole year, it's not really planned, but it, it's, I can stay busy through the year riding and meeting, you know, motorcycle people or friends and, and meeting new people, you know, that I, that I've not met yet and stuff like that so uh, yeah that that's kind of on the agenda for this year is just to try to get out and meet more people that we, i've talked to on here and things like that because uh like most people know we just went to a cycle showcase me and dallas we drove up there and got to meet you know uh monkey and uh right mike riding in the ozarks and his old lady uh bagger vader their friend of theirs real good dude we got to you know i got to meet uh busted knuckle motorcycles xam biker uh evil evil rick great dudes i mean just really good people you know and uh, bedlam's asylum got to meet him i mean you know and if it wasn't from this platform i i don't think i'd ever got to meet them you know and like i said i've met i've me and tweedledee and ddk we've rode to get they've come over here and we've rode together over here you know uh so I mean, this platform for me allows me to, you know, get out and. Oh, you're good. I'm just laughing on the comments. Hey, man, it's. <laughs> I just. Uh, he said, go for it. So I figured I'd go for it. So. Hey, fuck. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> so you talk about that. I mean, basically, it's all, you know, all the stuff you got going on. So what was your drive to get, you know, start doing the YouTube thing? Uh, okay. On that thing, uh, I was watching some. Uh, I watched YouTube like most people, and hang on a minute. Okay, and what really got me doing it was uh, I was watching a few people, and I, I went. I didn't even know who, their names or the channels. I, I wasn't even paying attention. I was just watching for entertainment, you know, just kind of sitting around watching YouTube, and um, and I thought, man, <laughs> if these idiots can do it, why can't I? I'm an idiot, you know. I can do this, and. Uh, so I started talking to the wife about, you know, getting the camera and things like that and stuff and and resourced out where I could get GoPros and uh, stuff like that. And uh, I don't know. I just I just thought, you know, hey, let me have some fun on here. I like to talk. I mean, you know, I'm good at no talking. Shit. You know, um, maybe someone will watch it. Maybe not. You know, maybe I'll do something for my kids and, leave, and have fun and leave something for them because – I had a brother that passed away 17 years ago, brain cancer, and he had a wife and three daughters, and we didn't have any cameras like that, so they never got to even know, you know, if it wasn't from pictures, what he looked like, you know, and never got to really hear his voice or nothing like that. So I thought, you know, this would be a good way to document, you know, stuff for my kids also to go back and watch and get to see me and see, hey, look what dad got, you know, look what dad went and did, you know, and stuff like that. So as I got into more of recording, uh, it wasn't long. And then I was in Biketoberfest for my, you know, that's really where the real video started out from. I mean, I got a couple of riding videos before that. And then 
I was in Biketoberfest in Daytona and uh, I did them. And like I said, I started really just doing it for, of course, for fun and stuff like that. But once it started, you know, it really didn't start growing until this past year. I think I put it like eight subscribers for, you know, eight months or nine months. And, um, and then I just uh, kind of just, I thought, man, this ain't going nowhere. What what do I need to do? So instead of just watching people on YouTube, I started looking at what their names were, you know, what the channel names were, and and started diving into, you know, who these people were, you know, and because I was just watching videos, I wasn't even subscribed. I mean, I had subscribed to a couple of people, but I didn't really know who they were. So <clears throat> once I started, you know figuring out who these people were and stuff like that. I started just making contacts, man, and talking to people and becoming friends with people. And, you know, and it, it kind of just progressed from there. And it just started, you know, I was starting to see what, you know, hey, there's a big, there's a, there's a big, you know, circle of people out here, man. And they're close to me. You know, there's people around that's closer than what I thought, you know, and that's doing the same thing. So, and then I went on a live stream and then next thing I know, I'm on another one, you know, and then, and then it's like, man, this is this is fun, you know. So the next thing I know, I'm starting my own live stream, you know. And it's just, it's kind of just progressed from there, you know. And but really, what got me started was just thinking, man, I'm getting tired of watching the same stuff. But these, because I'm not talking about any specific person being an idiot, but there's some kind of silly shit, you know, if you think about it on YouTube. And I was like, man, well, everything's I, on I YouTube. Can, I can act silly and be stupid, you know, on camera and, and talk and do this and and see what it does you know so uh, and like i was talking earlier today you know it, it's a networking uh, you know if you want to grow your channel yes i want to grow it but i want it to grow natural i want it to be you know organic you know as it comes and like i said i said eight subscribers for like nine months eight or nine months and and i was i was like okay and i was okay with it i just i was still making videos and still doing that so and like well, I said, everybody starts somewhere i mean you, yeah. that's that's just how it is. I mean, oh, it just started growing slowly, and and as I reached out, or not just reaching out, but as I started making friends and and you know people on here, associates and different things, it just it's just took off and started growing. You know, like it has, and and I'm glad for it, and I hope it keeps growing, of course, and I hope I keep meeting people, and and to me, that's what I really love about the live streams, is we I can do the videos. I can do the riding videos. I can do other videos. The live streams for me and what, what I do on my channel is on the live streams is it allows me to kind of do this right here. We get to talk face to face, you know, kind of on screen. I know mm -hmm. we're not face to face, but we are on screen. And it kind of gives you an idea who the, you know, you get to know the person better. You get to know, you know, maybe you get to know them enough where you get to know their families better and you get, you know, you build this friendship and a bond that, you know, it, it's, I mean, that's what I enjoy about the live streams and doing this stuff here is, is you get to meet people that I would have never met any of these people in the side chat, any of those people. I never would have talked to any of those if I wouldn't have had this platform, you know I mean? I just, I wouldn't. Yeah. And I wouldn't know Tweedledee lived 45 minutes in DDK down the road. You know, I never know that. So, or Dallas or, you know, well, and uh, that's just, you know, part of it. That's cool. Then the community, I mean, you start, you know, branch now you start doing this, whether, you're putting out content or even, you know, same thing with, you know, Instagram or Facebook. You can, you know, start networking people and, you know, putting stuff out and, you know, realize, hey, shoot, I got, you know, within this 300-mile range, man, there's a whole bunch of people, you know, start talking and, you know, you, you build the friendships and, you know, same thing with here. You 
you start networking with people and, and doing things and hanging out and meeting more people and just go with it. Exactly. I mean, look at you. You're in what Oregon, and I'm in East Tennessee. I mean, no, I'm in Washington. Man. Well, Washington. I mean, Washington. Sorry, yeah. uh, Washington. And it's like you're on the edge, and I'm over here in the South. You know, and this network's allowed us to, you know, communicate and talk, and and uh, you know, we've talked on the phone a few times, you know, and, and stuff like that. And it's, I love it. And one day when I go to Sturgis, I hope you're going to be there so we can meet and things like that and stuff. And because uh, I do plan on going, I think on the 85th. So um, that'd be a big trip. Um, yeah, I'll be there this year, so that'll be cause, fun. Because I definitely want to see the, uh, I definitely want to ride the places out there, but I do want to see the historic stuff about. Uh, I want to go to Deadwood. I want to. I want to see the. The historical, you know. Um, See, I, I want to go back over there, but I'd love to do it when it's not. I want to go back over pre-rally again, like going into June and whatnot, where it's not near as crowded, especially you want to go see things. Like yeah. the first time when I went over the last year, we went in June, and it was pretty goddamn cool. I mean, there's still a lot of people riding. There's still a lot of stuff over there. I mean, it's a very popular area, but it's a lot less, and you can see a lot more than you're, when you're there with, you know, half million to three quarters of a million people in a small area you know some of the roads yeah. over there aren't large but man there's some beautiful fucking country yeah and i like the history of like wild bill and and all that stuff out there and everything that took place and you know the like it was you know supposed to just be a boom town and it ended up being more than that you know and stuff and, and not just that you know you got the monuments of the presidents you know uh the Indians, you know, you got that culture out there, and then you got, you know, the Badlands. I mean, just to see that for me, yep. and to see where people traveled and the Indians ran and and you know lived and did things like that back in is is cool for me. And I like seeing things like that. I like to know. I don't just want to look at it. I want to read about certain things that went yeah, on. Yeah, and that, you know, Devil's Towers just yes, two hours, hour and a half ish west of Sturges. Yeah. And and I hear there's people that climb that thing, you know. Uh, I'm not actually sure there was a guy true, I found but... out my wife shared a thing. There was actually a guy back in the fifties that fucking parachuted on top of it and got stuck up there for a while. See, I heard there's people that like to rock climb it or whatever, you know, they'll climb it and uh uh there's some silly conversations in them side chats, ain't they? No, oh, yeah. That's one thing I like about the side chats. They they get Spearfish going Canyon. On. That's that's freaking beautiful too. Yeah, that's that's the other one I was thinking of the uh, Spearfish Canyon, and then uh, what is that Needles Highway? Uh, I, I I would love to go out there. And in your ride, I would like to ride it when there's not five hundred thousand people there. You know, I would. Oh yeah, I'd like to go out there and see it. Uh, yeah, Needles Highway is freaking awesome. Yeah, and that takes you down. I mean, right there. Then you got the um, Iron Mountain Road. That's what I was trying to think of. I had to look at the sign. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Iron Mountain Road. But yeah, Needles is freaking beautiful, and yeah, there's a lot of shit to see out there. It is fucking cool. But one of my biggest things, travel adventures, is I want to go, and I was I was talking, discussing it with someone else. Was 
One of my main things I want to see is when to go out west towards, I want to go into Northern California and I want to run it up and go up in and see the redwoods and stuff into through Oregon into Washington and stuff like that. But I want to circle back around and just make a big loop back to Tennessee through, you know, uh, Montana, uh, all that area, Colorado, or wherever it may bring through that route for me. I'll, you know, I'd like to base it out and, and map it all out and, and see some of them other things because I've been to Colorado before. Well, it's uh, like you get up there by uh, Sturgis and whatnot, and you got Springer, Mike, and Nick. They're 110 miles from there. I mean, they know the area. I, they took us to the places. I enjoyed riding with them when I was over there. Some cool and shit. And there's a road that I think, it, I don't know if it was the Marine Rider or Military Biker went on. I think it was military biker and he did a video on it and there's a road out there somewhere not for sure if it was montana or what but it was beautiful you know he had stopped in his video a couple of times and, and you could see just the roads and stuff down the mountains and stuff like that so you know i i thought that was really nice area out there um, sounds like the going to the sun road maybe you know, yeah up in uh, glacier national park yes, in montana yeah and yeah that's it and I would like to come out of Washington and head and go, you know, go through them areas and, and then just make my way back to Tennessee, you know, uh, eventually, you know, take like a month to just take off and go, you know. And oh, there's a lot of shit good. to see. I mean, the, the whole, I mean, you know, for me, it's like I can speak about the Pacific Northwest. There's some amazing roads. You got Washington, Oregon, Idaho, Montana. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of shit. Wyoming, Eastern Wyoming. I will admit, I mean, you know, Springer, Mike, and them, they live in eastern Wyoming. You go through central Wyoming, it's fucking boring as shit. Don't ever do it. It sucks. Yeah. But western Wyoming, you know, I went, got to see the Tetons. That, that was absolutely freaking amazing. And I bet. You know, went through some, down through Idaho. Uh, what the hell is it? Moon Rocks? I'm having a brain fart. But, yeah, there's some, it's awesome. I mean, and I've done all kinds of stuff through Washington. But, yeah, there's. Gorgeous freaking country to be seen. You just get off the off the beaten path and get hit the back highways. Enjoy it. The process says he's in lava hot springs. Uh, yeah, craters of the moon. That's it. Craters of the moon. That's freaking okay. awesome. Okay, I'll have to look that up. Uh, but yeah, going through the beginning of July, it was so fuck. It was hot. It was in. It was oh, triple ditch. So we went through there. Yeah. See, I I would like to do it before. Like right at the beginning of like fall, you know, before it gets. I mean, your your guys is like before fall, right? At, right at the beginning of y'all's fall. Uh, no, you're gonna want to come earlier than that. Oh yeah, maybe spring. Uh, no, like maybe like into Juneish. You come early fall, you're gonna be hitting nasty weather, especially if you want to get up through some of the areas and you know, like Montana. You know, yeah. some of the higher little passes. I mean, over here, I mean, we got fucking mountains. You're going over passes that are six to 10,000 feet. You don't want to be doing it in the fall. Okay. Yeah, I just, I, I don't want to do any triple digits, though. I can't with my health. So I, I, I prefer to, you know, kind of stay in between that, you know, 75 to 85 degree range if there's anything out there like that at a time of year. Oh, there, there, there are chances for it. You know. Maybe 90 at the most, you know. Uh, yeah, it just depends. But, no, you come that late, I mean, you could end up hitting some some pretty shitty weather. You run a, yeah. a good chance of it. So I said it's so different because when you hit fall out here, it's still kind of decent. You know, you get – we well, I get, you know, some there's times, of course, it, it can get cool and it can snowflake here and there. But, you know, beginning of fall, you know, 
let's just say late August, September, and going into October. September, late, late September going into October is some pretty good riding, you know. And there's days you might want to throw a hoodie on or something, you know, something like that. And yeah, I mean, there's places over here you want early fall. It's like North Cascades is 6,500. Continental Divide in Montana, you're six to seven thousand bear tooth is eleven thousand feet i mean there's you, you're crossing some fucking mountains and yeah man and you're that, gonna yeah. you run a high chance of some shitty weather yeah. and that's the thing once you get up to those certain you know altitudes you know you you may be in the snow you know at exactly here, so yep yeah. So I guess it's just kind of like a hit and miss if you just go at a certain time. But yeah, if you go, out, I guess out there, what, like you said, what June in June, July. June's not a bad time. Yeah, I mean, June. July some places might be warm, but I mean, you never know. But that's your your best chances to have Mother Nature kind of be on your side. Yeah. Yeah, Lolo Pass is freaking awesome. Like head yeah. down from uh, Missoula and over the Bitterroot Mountains down to the Panhandle, Idaho. Yeah, and, and that, like you're saying, Missoula and all that, you know, that, that there's history in those towns that people don't, you know, really explore oh, yeah. a lot, you know. and uh, I love stuff like that. You know, I love going to a town and, and figuring out and finding out what's going on, talking to the locals, you know. and Actually, hey, Process, are you in Idaho? He says he is. Uh, he probably knows. Where. I get over there, well, I mean, not a lot, but I got family over, so I try to get over there when I can. Where at? Says, I think he said Lava, Lava Springs or something, maybe. I don't uh He says 126 miles of no gas station. <laughs> oh, that would, would say, be freaking, that's Lolo Pass. There's a sign that fucking tells you. Chris Fania says three hours from him, so process is. So... Yeah. Well, process. How far are you from like Boise area? See, I get down to uh, Kuna. I got family. You're outside Pocatello. I can't remember exactly where it is. Now I got to look it up. Go ahead. It's your show. I am. I'm just here, brother. No, no, man. Keep (laughs) going. No. Oh yeah, it's cool. It's uh. Well, I mean, you know, like like I was talking earlier. You know, you guys are in such a little range. Well, you know, three or four hours, maybe six hours from each other. Like Chris said, three hours from them. Uh, oh shit last fall i was probably like 30 minutes from you see process i was up in uh idaho falls for night actually that would be when i was over in south dakota we rode from sturges all the way to idaho falls on on a monday yeah so i mean meeting up with you guys i mean you guys meeting up out there together would be really seems like simple you know just to meet up and ride like chris says three hours away that ain't that ain't bad at all you know well i'll probably be in that area because you know, like I was talking uh, on the last one, I got the uh, my Mile Monsters ride for the Monster 100 coming in June, which that the link for my fundraisers in the V Twin Life Facebook page. We're riding a thousand miles in 24 hours. There's 200 of us, 200 riders riding 100 days with the goal to raise two hundred thousand dollars to buy Drew, one of our heroes, a hero hauler wheelchair van that he needs because he is confined to a wheelchair. Now his dad's having heart problems, so. We're raising cool. money. He's one of the boys that do shins. So Mile Monsters, we would do what we can to help these boys live their best lives and, and help support the family. So he's the recipient of the Monster 100. Then August, I have my Monsters Over Mountains ride, which is going to be probably 1,500 again, 1,500 plus miles in under 36 hours. I don't have the fundraiser links for that. I haven't made it because I'm still 
finalizing my route, but I'm probably going to be coming through down by the process. It's pretty, uh, might happen. But yeah, the big one I got going now is just, you know, we're really, I'm just now starting to push my Monster 100. My ride will be, I'll be taking off Father's Day weekend and doing my 1,000 miles on the on the 17th yeah. of June. And, and, and I'll then, tell you, go ahead. Sorry. And then, yeah, that'll end actually starts May 4th. We end August 11th in Sturgis. So all the mile monsters will all be at Black Hills, Harley Davidson, August 11th. And the legendary Chris Hopper will end the ride after this ride is modeled after his 2021 100,000 mile in 100 day ride that he did on his own and ended up raising. I've heard it was close to $170,000. Oh, man. For mile that's monsters. awesome, dude. That's so, cool. I hope you guys raise enough. And that's cool that you're all ending there at Sturgis where, you know, maybe there's some other people you can, you're going to get to meet and see that, you know. Well, yeah, then we're bringing uh, Mile Monsters, bringing all the families, the boys up there and everything. There will be a big deal. We got a, there'll be a big dinner and, you know, banquet thing in Rapid City that night. But we'll be at um, uh, Black Hills for a couple hours that night before we all go down to the Best Western. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Don Breed, thanks for showing up, buddy. Uh, yeah. And, well, you know, anything with when people do fundraisers, I have to really be really about that because, like you're saying, the heart probably, you know, I was born with a rare heart and I've had four open heart surgeries. So, um, you know, when it comes to fundraisers and things like that, or, you know, like the Heart Foundation, I'm really about that. You know, I really. I really think that a lot of people can help that out. You know, I mean, that's a, that's really something close to me, you know, is, is the, is the heart foundation. So, uh, anytime I hear people doing something like that for somebody, especially when it's about that, uh, I always commend them and I hope you guys get your goal, you know, or more truthfully, you know, hope that's a goal. And for me, no, I enjoy uh, doing, you know, stuff with mile monsters. I mean, they're a full nonprofit 501 C three, all, all their stuff's in order, so every donation is 100% tax deductible for anybody that wants to donate. And it's, you know, for me, I'm very fortunate. I had three amazing kids and did amazing things in life. And now got with Mile Monsters, and you start seeing these kids where they're 10 to 11 can find a wheelchair. They're never going to play sports. Yeah. The disease takes their ability to walk, and it eventually takes their, their lives at a very young age. And it's damn sad to see. So, you know, not just you know, we're, we're raising money to help them, but we're also trying to put Duchenne's more in the eye of the public and get more funding. And hopefully we can find a cure to this disease. And these young boys won't have to lose their lives to it. And I get that because when I was, you know, when I was younger, I've never been able to play any kind of physical sports or anything. So, and I've got four older brothers and I've had to watch, you know, grow up watching them play football and basketball, baseball, stuff like that. So, and that's one of the reasons I got into motorcycling as well is because I never could really do anything. So I had to sit on the sidelines and watch, you know, and that's not fun if you're being, you know, when you got four brothers that's playing sports and you just have to sit there you can't even, I couldn't even go through recess in, in school. I couldn't even be in recess classes, you know. So, uh, you know, getting into motorcycles allows me to get out and do things, you know, and allows me to, you know, and I got a couple of brothers that's, that ride and they have they own motorcycles and stuff like that too. So, and we've rode together for a long time as well. And, but yeah, like that, that allows me, like, you know, back to the motorcycle, you know, with my disability allows me to get out and do something that, is not as physical as saying get out and and do these you know 
these sprint marathons and things that I cannot do, you know, I can't do certain things or go out here and play basketball with somebody and, you know, and, and stuff like that, go up, go out here and get pickup games going and things like that. So, but now my kids, they're, they're all healthy. I got three daughters and, uh, thank God that none of them was born with what I've got, you know? And, uh, so they've been very active. My youngest daughter plays basketball, volleyball, and softball. They've played softball their whole lives and, and basketball, and, and she's got into volleyball now. So, you know, uh, that's one thing I've always been really thankful for is that my kids does not have my heart disease, you know, and, and stuff like that because it, it's – I feel I, – I understand where, where you're talking about with them kids because I get where, you know, where they're at because – being disabled and, and having a bad heart stops a lot of things, you know, and it's just, you know, allowing my, my kids watching them and I get to kind of live through them. You know, I don't pressure them. They, they don't have to do that, but when they choose to do a sport and play a sport, I kind of, I'm like, you know, I'm there every practice, every game. I never miss anything like that because I never got to do that. So I love it when they do that, you know? So, and now my youngest one's, you know, wanting to, you know, wanting to, to learn the motorcycle stuff and things like that and they ride four wheelers and they ride side by sides and stuff like that so you know this is going to be the next venture for my youngest daughter uh because my other two just ain't into it and but my youngest one is so you know i'm giving her the sportster and i told her you know because it runs great and everything and i told her i said look you can take you know we'll i'll help you we'll paint it do whatever you want to do to it you know um if you want to do anything different to it, you can. So as soon as she gets 16, she's 14. As soon as she gets 16, we're, I'm going to put her in the class and, and let her learn, you know, the right way of how to take the, the course. I think that that's a lot you can learn from them classes. I never took oh, absolutely. It. I just started out, you know, on dirt bikes and just jumping on the motorcycle and taking off. And I don't want her doing that, though. I'd rather her know more than I do about it. So, uh, and that's why I like you know a lot of these women riders out here man you know they they can inspire these young kids so much you know they don't realize uh, some of them don't realize what they do you know because i have all daughters and i love the women that are out here doing you know going strong and taking off and riding and, and learning on their own and stuff like that because that shows my kids that they can do it you know so uh, well they are i mean you know it's to each their own, you know, and that's the fun part is, you know, some of these younger generation can, you know, look up to these people and see where they started, where they're at and, and get ambitions and, and motivation from, from what they see and, you know, what they're doing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like her, she had to go sign up for her freshman year high school classes, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And the first one she picked was welded. And I'm like, awesome. You know what I mean? She wants to learn how to do things. So that really made me happy because it was like, man, you know, hands-on stuff, learning a trade, you know, will, will, you know, be so much value in her life later on. Also, you know, she'll know how to do this stuff and all this and, and, maybe she won't have to rely on, you know, just getting a, you know, a simple little job for the rest of her life. Maybe she can live more comfortable, you know, than, than what some other people can, you know, if she gets a good education, a good trade, because we all know if you get a good trade, then, you know, you, you can get a good job. So, cause I know people that's got four year college degrees and they work up here at Walmart, you know, I mean, 
it's because they won't go out of the town or they won't leave or they won't, you know, seek out, you know, what they went to college for, or it's maybe not in the town, you know, I'm in a small town. So maybe they, what they went to school for, we don't have in this town. So, and they're not willing to leave the town. So, and I've always taught my kids, you know, leave, go adventure. Don't, don't worry about boys. Don't worry about getting married and having kids. You go to school, you get a degree or a trade, you go out and make your money and live your life, come back if you want to, and then live and have your family or whatever. So, but that's one thing I'm really big on with my kids is pushing them to get, you know, to live life, get out of here. You don't have to sit here and rich your life in one place. You know, you can travel, you can learn, you know, see things. Be happy in life. I yeah. think is the best way to you put know, it. Just get out here and do stuff. You know, don't be scared to take risks, you know, get out here and, and, and learn about the country you live in or, you know, the places around you. So yeah, he's a, he's kind of a, he's got a degree in what Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, yeah. What he, flavors he's got. He's a certified taste tester. He, he's really moving up through the company. I know. He it, won't man. admit it, but it's true. I love every one of his riding videos. It's like 10 seconds. It's all straight under the same bridge. So, Oh, fuck no. You got to <laughs> learn how to get gas like a boss. You got to yeah. watch his bike video, man. How to feel your Harley. <laughs> oh, yeah. That shit speaks Run the truth. Run around the parking lot six times and get everybody. You got to let them know you're there. You, you can't fuck around. That's right. So yeah um i don't know man that's basically you know what i want to do with my channel i want to keep it growing i want to i want to expand my network of friends and people um that's kind of you know right here i made a commitment this past fall this year to make sure i really learn a lot more about the editing stuff and doing certain things but getting out and and creative ideas to do for my channel but I want it to be natural. I don't want to just sit and try to think, oh, let me do this because somebody will watch it. You know, I want to, I want to show things that I'm really doing, you know, that, that I do either on a daily basis or I'm going to a certain place or doing this. And I want, you know, that's where I want my channel to kind of keep going, you know, everything that I'm doing in real time kind of, you know, I don't want to do so much editing that it looks like a movie. I mean, I want to know certain tricks to do in the editing department, but I'm not good at this stuff, and I'm a hands-on guy. i got to be hands-on to learn. So I think for the year 2023, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to try to get more real-time uh, real videos of, you know, not so much of, you know, trying to, you know, make it look like a movie or anything like that. I just want, I want people to be able to watch, like, real-time events, you know, so... It all takes time. I mean, it's like everybody yeah. says, you know, your first 20, 30 videos are going to be so-so, but you, you start hitting that curve and you start learning things and progressing yeah. and and things start falling into place. It just takes takes a little bit of doing it, getting familiar with it, and educating yourself. I mean, I'm in the same yeah. boat, so yeah. that's where I'm going. And, and and me, you know, as well. And like I said, I I can look at it, and I, I think I've got, I've got 157 videos, you know, and... I've done this going on, let's see, I think right at uh, this year, this August, maybe it'll be two years, I think, maybe. Uh, so, um, like I said, I think the next batch, of, you know, the videos, of course, I'd always want to learn the craft. I'm always wanting to improve the craft of, of my, of the skills on the computer because, I mean, anybody can say what they want. I'm a dumb dumb when it comes to certain things of this. It's just, it takes me a little longer to learn. So, uh, 
but I'm learning it, you know, and that's what I want to do with my channel. I want to take it and I want people to be able to go and see real time stuff with me as well, you know, and know that I didn't edit it when I stopped or did this. I didn't, I'm not editing and showing you, throwing you off, you know, riding to a certain point or whatever, and then just jumping to a complete different story. I want people to know exactly, you know, what's going on in, in that ride or whatever it may be, you know, so. I don't know. That's kind of where I want to take it. You know, I want to grow it and I want nice. it to just, you know, just be natural. And, and if it takes me five years to get 500 subscribers or 10 years, I'm okay with that. You know, I'm not, I'm not in no hurry. You know, I'm just, I'm just going to do it. And, and I think it'll all grow as, as I go along. So there you go, man. And you know, have fun doing it. And that's basically what yeah. it is. Yep. So, well, shit, buddy. Thanks for, uh, coming in and hanging out on a sunday and fucking sharing anytime, some shit and jabbing jabbing yeah anytime i don't care a bit you you seem like a really i know the guys in side chats gonna laugh but we've talked on the phone a few times you seem like a real down earth guy man and, and hopefully i'm just me get... this is how it exactly. is what you get yeah. whether yeah. it's and here that's... or in person i mean there's Plenty of dudes inside and say <laughs> fucking hey that's how it is but try right. make sure you guys go hit that uh like button as well and uh you know just uh hopefully we can meet one day you know i'll be out that way yeah. in sturges or somewhere and maybe we can meet up or you know we'll somewhere to... you're making a trip to the northwest sometime fuck give me yeah. a call man i'm always down for a fucking long haul fucking ride somewhere to go fucking meet up <laughs> right buddy you only wish right that's my brother from another mother and fucking wrench bender nick Love My dirty dudes. jersey boys. <laughs> Springer Mike fucking sets their pendants. We've all met up and we all had a good fucking time for a long weekend and drank plenty of bourbon. That was a good time. I hear you. So, yeah, you guys can check out Ray's Motor Life YouTube, Instagram, and it's been a lot of fun. Next week, we got Milepost 96 with the one and only Bodine 52. The following week, we got Milepost 97 with the one and only Keltfire. And uh, got some more stuff can coming. It's going to be. Can I say one more thing? Hell yeah, man. Uh, 1903 spray on polish. Go check them out. If you want 15% discount code, it's Raise Model Life, all capitalized. Go check them out, guys. Uh, I actually have the, the stuff. It actually works great, or I would not promote it. So um, I've been testing it out. So. Go check them out if you want to check them out. You can get a 15% discount code, Raise Motor Life, all caps. Hey, I appreciate you letting me come on, man. Invite me on. Oh, yeah, buddy. It's been fun, and I'm sure we'll stay in touch and all that. Oh, yeah. All you guys in the side chat, make sure you subscribe to this channel as well. So, uh, Crash Inc., I, I think that's a pretty good company. I love the design of the clothes and the hats. So, gonna be oh, their clothes are the shit. Same with yeah. their, their raincoat windbreaker. I Fuck, I love that thing. They did Plus, he's been doing a lot of stuff. He's got Lexan. He sells intercoms for him. He's now working with suspension companies, selling the suspension products. He's got a lot of stuff going on. He's really been taking off the last year. Brad's got some awesome shit going. I mean, Brad is a damn good friend of mine and a good guy. But, yeah, they, that Crash Inc. is really going places and doing shit. So, yeah, guys, I, check I like, it out. I like the logos and shit. Dude, they, they got some cool designs. Plus, you like Crash Inc., you can use that promo code CRASH1 gonna save you 15 percent. and the great thing with crashing because they never charge shipping that's awesome so something to think about right there buddies 
So right on, man, everybody. Thanks for tuning in on another Sunday night for Mile Post 95 with Ray's Moto Life. We will catch you all next Sunday with Mr. Bodine 52. So until then, guys, ride safe, have fun, enjoy that open road, and we will catch you on another Sunday.